You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Revenge After Show, Season 3, Episode 4, called Mercy. I'm your host, Phil Svitek, and unfortunately this week we do not have Anna Koppel, and Roxy Stryer is unfortunately sick, um, but I do have someone I'd like to introduce to the world. I have Sarah. Yes, hello everyone. Good to meet ya. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, so Sarah is a big Revenge fan, so she's, she'll be joining us on the panel for the rest of the season. She's very excited to be here. I'm excited to have her, and uh, hopefully you guys are too. Um, but let's get right into tonight's episode. Um, it should be mentioned that it did not open up with the typical Emily voiceover. No, it didn't. We saw them in the hospital going down the hallway. It was dramatic and bloody. Um, it's hard to see everyone's faces, but we know that it was Father Paul and Conrad. That's right. You know, uh, you sometimes it doesn't always pick up exactly where it left off, but this is pretty much right there. And um, it's interesting to me how they confirmed Paul was dead, even though I think most of us fans were like, "Okay, Paul's dead." Yeah. As of last episode, it was <laughs> it just was nice to face get face down. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to get that confirmation. But um, uh, so in terms of for me. The, what what was um, obviously very tough and obviously for Emily was that Conrad just like that is like you know what I'm not gonna confess. Yeah. What about for you? How 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 did you feel about the switch for him? I don't know if it was because he went through something so traumatic and he was like, oh, I just got in a car accident and now I'm a new man. Like, look what's going on. Like, Father Paul died. I don't want to ruin the rest of my life and confess to this crazy thing that happened a long time ago and go to jail um and now he's lying and saying that he wasn't even driving so okay so let me ask you this i mean because you know uh where the truth really lies okay there's so many things at fault with the car you know conrad's saying he wasn't driving but we know that he was um but then the airbag was messed with the brake was messed with all so what is the what is the truth that he just did he get in an accident then come out of it and because of that he feels like okay you know what I'm not going to do this what is the real truth about Conrad's because he he did seem genuine correct yes I'm not crazy in that regard no I don't I don't think you're crazy <laughs> um, I think that he coming from this twisted weird family he's coming up with all these like weird things now he doesn't want to end his little family life that he's got going on even though it is very twisted and if he admits that he was driving and he's not supposed to be driving because he has supposedly (laughs) Huntington's disease um then that would put him in another 
kind of murder situation and i i see where he's coming from i wouldn't want to do, wouldn't want to do that to myself. <laughs> yeah, and but it's interesting, you, you know. Uh, just two episodes ago, he was all alone in this world, right? And this one tragedy, apart from Charlotte, brings all of the uh, the Graysons together. Yeah, you know, it brings in Victoria. Granted, there she's at uh, big odds with Conrad, but Daniel seems to make the switch and say, "Hey, I'm going to help you." Now, as we later find out, his motives are not necessarily pure. But he's helping him. Um, so to to me, that fact was interesting. That how you know, just two episodes ago, he was confessing to Emily, "I don't have anybody. I'm alone." Yeah. And now he's got kind of the support of his family. Maybe maybe Daniel is that inciting force that's making him want to continue with the lies and try to keep his life supposedly intact or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that. Daniel having his not so holy motives. He's trying to keep his life in order now that he's working on that magazine. Um, it's it's also fake. So I don't know what. Hey, let me ask you this: There's so much tied for the to this magazine with Daniel. It's why he gets upset with Emily. Um, it's the reason why you know he's building a name for himself. But why this magazine, like? I don't know. It just there. There seems to be way too much importance from Daniel just to this magazine. Um, I mean, is this really all he can have? That's his own. Maybe I sort of see Daniel as like the Rob Kardashian of the family. He's sort of like on the outskirts, and I think it's kind of like his sock line. You know, he's trying to come up with something that's his and. Um, he sees that it's starting to be successful, and he also sees that his family is going down the drain. That's not very Kardashian-ish, but he knows that his family fortune is gone, so he needs something that's his that he can support a life with. Um, but I don't know. I I think that Daniel, that that would have to be the reason that he is so invested in that. I mean, I think I think for me... Yeah. Um. Obviously, he doesn't. He, you know, he says he doesn't want another scandal on, um, the family. But I think, for me, that he. I don't think he would have necessarily helped Conrad if he didn't know that Conrad was going to confess everything about David Clark. And I think just something about that. He doesn't want that resurfacing for whatever reason. And I don't think it's necessarily just tied to the magazine or whatever. I think, you know, deep down. There could be something deeper where you know what in, in, he has such a hatred for what what um david clark as a name has done to the family mm-hmm. and you know caused the pain uh to his family that you know what he wants david clark to be thought of as a terrorist and, and not be redeemed in that way yeah and maybe he wants some kind of normalcy in his life where he doesn't have to deal with these lawsuits <laughs> and crazy things anymore <laughs> just wants him yeah. to go away <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know i think i don't Again, for me, it's not that as much. I think he literally just hates the name David Clark. Yeah. For everything that <laughs> means. And, every, you know, it, you, you know, when you're a child, uh, because of what, what everything that it's caused, you know, I'm sure he has memories of, that. you know, the family going through trials early on. And it's just such a bad memory all yeah. around. And obviously, only get, getting worse since, the you know, in the last two seasons. Um, But... 
obviously another big thing uh, of tonight's episode is um, is Conrad finding out he does not in fact have Huntington's disease. Yes, he did, and he dumped out all the pills and smushed them with his feet, and um, he said, "Well, it turns out the MRI says that I don't have Huntington's." And Emily's sitting there, kind of like, "Uh oh, <laughs> something's gonna happen right now." Um, and Victoria said something kind of sassy. She was like, ha, looks like you stepped down from your governor position for no reason. And she yeah, laughed I mean, about it. It's in- <laughs> You know, it's interesting seeing their fight and how Conrad kind of explained it early on, obviously in reference to Daniel and Emily of like, you know, it's a power play. You know, me and your mother fight, but we always know how to fight with each other. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> I don't know why you want to have a... That's not the key to a successful exactly. marriage. But so don't take marriage advice from Conrad and Victoria. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, it. what could have obviously been a huge thing for Emily now is just completely um, gone. You know, Paul, obviously, now Conrad. And the fact that he knows because... Okay, the the... You know, which leads into sort of Aiden, um, and I want I want to hold off on him just a little bit, but um, it's just Conrad knowing all of these di- different things um, now again makes him an enemy. Whereas it could have been uh, Conrad and Emily versus Victoria. Now it's now again it's we have a triangle where Conrad versus Victoria versus Emily, and just, just yeah. that whole and it's just we're back to the complicated mess. Oh gosh, it's it's always complicated on the show. <laughs> it is. It is. Never okay. easy. <laughs> um but okay, so let's let's transition to into Jack. Um only because, you know, um I was predicting that him and Emily would kind of have to team up just naturally, you know, Jack can't sit on the sidelines or he's going to do something and um you know, th- there's the question of okay, how rogue, right? Uh, Emily accused Aiden of being rogue and having gone rogue in the past. Yes. Um, how much has Jack done thus far, if anything? Well, we did see him at the, what is that called? An impound lot with Emily, and he. But he was there originally he, on his own accord. Yeah, on his own accord. Um, Emily was very surprised to see him there, and they were both sort of trying to find the same evidence. And now he has the complete evidence, the picture of the punctured brake. I don't know how cars work. Um, But he knows that somebody previously tampered with the vehicle. But what they found out also is that the airbag was missing from the the driver's side because they wanted to hide that um, Conrad was driving. And so there's a bunch of issues with that car now. (laughs) But okay, so in terms of, um, you know, I th- I think uh, if anything for me, uh, Jack in this episode was, was sparked into action when Charlotte said, "I feel like I don't know Emily." Sometimes, oh yes, and that's when Jack goes, "You know what? You're right." <laughs> and and I think he, you know, in I think after that he took took it upon himself because that scene happened very early on in the episode compared yeah. to what you know what Jack's kind of gone through and, and started investigating and you know he says to her hey I, I got to find one it's either this truth comes out or yours yeah um, which I thought was interesting but um, blackmail <laughs> <laughs> I 
how do you how do you feel about Jack being now kind of in the loop in on this and, and taking action? I think that Emily made a mistake telling him who she really was because now he has that on her. She probably didn't. But think... was it was it the only way to save Jack? Because he would have shot Conrad, right? That's true. Um, you know, maybe it's inevitable that he's turning to the dark side. Um, if you want to call it the dark side, I don't know. <laughs> um. Emily, I don't know. I'm now. I'm now. I'm lost in my thoughts. Um, Jack, the show tends to do. Yeah, that. I started thinking about something else, and now I'm now I'm lost. But um, Jack, I think from the start, I sort of had a feeling he was going to get to this point. But he seems like the good guy. Like he always does the right thing. But now, now we're getting into a little bit of blackmail and. But- uh, for me, it's almost okay. Um, he's watching Emily, and she now that he's in on the loop, she keeps telling him of like, okay, Conrad's gonna do this, and she comes back and tells him, you know, Conrad's not gonna confess, and and just even the, in these past four episodes, he's seen so many um, plans go to fruition sometimes, but mainly just fail, right? Yeah. And so as he's noticing this, okay, um, he's realizing that you know what. Um, something needs to be done, right? I've lost my my entire family, and if Emily can't get it done, you know, strategically, then I'm going to do it some other way. And obviously, he realizes that August eighth is is the the day that you know something you know Emily's planning something big. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to line his plans to, to around that as well, yeah. or do something even earlier just to maybe guarantee something. Yes. So Jack's uh, becoming a complicated figure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like that so much. Why not? <laughs> Here's the thing: I, people used to say, you know, that he was so simple that you know, uh, poor Jack, because he was so had a loop on everything. And yeah. now, I kind of like him being finally active. Yeah, I mean, it does show that he has a little more substance than before. But yeah, August eighth, it's gonna be crazy. The only, you know, it. <laughs> The only, pro- you know, um, this kind of brings up a whole thing of um, everyone's in season three. Everyone seems very divided. Not only the Graysons, but specifically, right? You want to call them our heroes, whatever. Nolan, <laughs> Nolan, Emily, Aiden, and Jack. Whereas, you know, obviously Jack wasn't part of that whole group, but he was a friend. And okay, how many times have we seen Jack and Nolan? Apart from the yeah. party, not really. Yeah. Um, and they used to, you know, be in some sort of communication one way or the other. Um, obviously Jack didn't really talk with Aiden much, but, uh, and Aiden's been in the scenes and things like that. But, but even when they're talking, they're, they're disagreeing that are odds, right? Nolan says to Emily today, like, Hey, maybe it was your overdose of Huntington's or, you know, whatever she's been feeding him. She says, no, I lowered that dosage. So it can't be that. So there's a lot of disagreements. Yeah. And with all parties concerned. And uh, I don't think it's good. I don't think so either. I'm seeing a lot of, not discrepancies, but I would say um, there's all these different theories popping up. Like, first it's the Huntingtons, and then it was, oh, the airbag situation, and then the punctured brake mechanism. There's all these different theories on what happened, but... I feel like it's finally starting to come out about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that goes along with all the division. 
characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and the problem is no one person, I think, holds the truth. Not even, let's say, Jack. Yeah. You know, because he, whatever Jack might have set up, he wasn't there to, I don't think, unless we're wrong about this, to, to see it come to fruition. Yeah, it's, you know, he couldn't, two yeah. plans going on right now with Emily and Jack, so... So, um, it's very interesting, uh, a lot going on, you know, they just, it's interesting how, you know, we thought we were going somewhere in the first couple episodes and we were leading into one direction and now just, you know, obviously, uh, through a car crash, it sent us flying and now, you know, we're, we're here to, it's literally a great metaphor for how the season's going. Not that it's crashing, but the fact that everything that was going right has crashed. Yes. You know, now <laughs> everyone's gonna, and everyone's got to pick up the pieces. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, to that point uh talking about Aiden, right? Um the fact that Emily was so accusatory of like, "Hey, have, have you gone rogue that you do this?" What is your what is your stance on Aiden? Is uh, is he good? Is he bad? What's Ooh, his full intention? This was a good episode for this question. <laughs> yes. Um Aiden, I thought he was on Emily's side and then I keep seeing him going to Victoria telling her things that I thought were supposed to be a secret um but we knew we knew it was a setup yeah um but obviously as you know he let slip more than he should have um which obviously made Emily mad um because now Daniel's mad um, be- that they're having quote their relationship or could have had a relationship yeah. um while Emily was dating Daniel, and now um as soon I think as soon as Aiden found out about Jack the fact that you know she's hanging out with Jack, you know m- he might be able to buy that she doesn't like Daniel but he knows Jack yes has always there's definitely a jealous moment in this episode <laughs> okay so is he compromising the mission at the end. Oh, I can't really decide. I, I mean, how? Okay, let me. Perhaps a better question is: if it is part of the plan of Emily's plan, what could possibly be the plan to like? Because you're throwing Jack Porter under the bus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jack Porter, poor guy. Which, by the way, I that's under the assumption that Aiden mouths jack porter at the end which i feel like he actually said it i don't know maybe i was hallucinating with my ears i it was very quiet yeah they made it purposely quiet and there's been uh the hashtag on twitter um hampton killer (laughs) um but i'm pretty sure he said jack porter yeah so by by the way fans if you think i'm wrong let us know um but for the purposes of this podcast i really strongly believe that he said jack (laughs) porter um, only to find out next week that he probably didn't. Yeah. Go figure. They're going to be like, he said crack order or something <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> but, um, I don't know what, again, so going back to the idea, is it, was, is it part of the plan? If it is not, what does it mean? Uh, part of the plan to. For throw, Emily. For Emily. Okay. Um, hmm. Aiden, like, do you think she's going to end up continuing staying on the same team as Aiden? Or do you think that she's... Oh, if this... (laughs) Well, no, you know, in terms of that question, if you're asking, um, if if Aiden 
throwing Jack under the bus is not part of Emily's plan, then she has to turn on Aiden eventually and and start a real war against him. But that's also very dangerous because of everything that he knows and the fact that he's living with the Graysons. Exactly. So uh, it's escalating in interesting ways. Um, And what what I like about it is that now this game has to be played very, very close. Again, the more people know, the harder it is to do something. I guess my question is, is Aiden really on Emily's side 100%? Because he keeps saying things. He's never been. Yeah, he keeps saying things like, I don't know if you should keep doing this. Do you think it's worth it? And then he spills information to the other side. So Emily seems too trusting of him, I think. I think, I mean, it's it's just one of those unfortunate things. I think Aiden's just too much of a hothead and... (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and he gets emotional you know what I mean yeah. I, think, I think he is on Emily's side I think he really loves her but he gets frustrated and he's now given up on her again just just I go back to the fact that if it was Daniel okay perhaps he could buy it where she you know because at the end of the day she could always keep reminding him I'm doing this for revenge but with Jack you know the fact that she's hanging out with Jack and things like that she can't really justify that yeah you know, or at least to him. Yeah, it almost seems like she's doing, trying to do Jack favors. She'll go over and tell him, you know, oh, you're not in danger anymore. And then something dramatic happens and she storms off and it's never, there's never really a real purpose to her conversation. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, going back to the point that now that Jack knows, whereas Aiden... Uh, you know, um, Aiden could always forgive Nolan because, you know, that was like her brother. But Aiden was the one person that she was supposed to be able to go to to be able to confide in, right? And yeah. we saw that in today's episode where, you know, they're on the phone, which I don't think you should be talking about those kind of plans while you're in the grace. After having yeah. just spoken with Conrad, oh. that point aside, <laughs> um, you know, he was very much like, hey, tell me what's going on. And when he didn't get that in return – um, and the fact that she is having that uh, intimacy, so to speak, with, with Jack, I think that's what really sent him off. Yeah. So that's what Jealousy. I'm going to conclude it at us. <laughs> um, it is. It is. Um, okay. Uh, spe- you know, uh, Charlotte, she wasn't very present in tonight's episode, but what do you think about her, um, her role in tonight's episode? Well, she was playing the snarky maid of honor. <laughs> as we She's saw. good at her job. Oh, totally. She she got those invitations finished. She was delivering them to Jack, actually. She went over there and gave him his invitation, and then Emily promptly uninvited him to the wedding. Wow. <laughs> well, it's interesting how Jack didn't want to go, but then does want to go. So yeah. I, really that I guess it's kind of a sore subject because... He secretly kind of likes her. She kind of likes him, and now she's marrying this guy. And but I think it's also, I, I think so. But I think I think at, I don't know if at this point Jack is ready to love Emily. Yeah. I think at the I think right now he just feels so much sorrow for what has happened because of her lies. Yes. Uh, I like Charlotte wanting to rebrand the stowaway. <laughs> hey JP, what do you think? <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I, oh. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, 
see, but you know, not a, not a strong episode for for Charlotte overall. But. No, not so much. She did look lovely at the art um, event that they had at uh, the gallery. She, yes, she was there supporting. Yeah, um, I like that. You know, ultimately, she even though she doesn't like Emily too much or whatever, however you want to word it, the fact that she is still concerned about their relationship for Daniel. Oh yes, yeah. You know, I, th- I think something's going to develop there, and uh, she's going to either push it in a positive way or most likely in a negative way. Yeah, probably negative. Uh, we did see um, Emily blow her off when she asked her, what's going on with you and my brother? Are you guys okay? And she's like, oh, we'll be fine. She walked away. <laughs> I think it was a little bit more nicer than that. Yeah. But I could, yeah, I could see your point. Um. So speaking of that, let's talk about let's talk about Victoria's new job. Um, I thought uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny <laughs> seeing Victoria in this role. Would you yeah, agree? Definitely. Or Vicky Harper. It's you know it's interesting that that Patrick kind of mentions that because she is diminished to almost this uh, Vicky Harper role where she's you know Victoria Grayson just sounds so much better, cooler. Um, but Vicky Harper. Eh. Not so much. And now she's she's a working woman. She doesn't have all this money to back her up, so she has to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I thought a perfect a, a perfect role for her. Um, you know, but it is interesting how, you, you know, you know, Conrad was ready to be humbled, but then something happened. Victoria was ready to be humbled and work, but then something happened, and that's... Obviously, Sheila just taking it too far of like, oh yeah, you know, everyone's gonna want to see just just throwing it in her face the old Hampton kind of way. Definitely pushed her to another level, and she got what she didn't expect, I guess, with the the whole painting that was sneakily offered up to be sold. I actually, (laughs) I actually thought, well, I actually did think that Patrick was just gonna sell it that he was a bastard. Yeah, I thought that he was gonna take the money and run. What are your what you know? We'll talk a little bit more about Patrick and and his relationship with Nolan and what, what Nolan did there. But just in terms of Patrick, you, you know, um, his character has said, um, you know, in the press that you know he's the only good guy on the show. I don't know if he's that good. No, I don't think so. And there's almost this like creepy vibe I've been getting from him and Victoria this whole time, and now today we learned. <laughs> but I was appalled in almost every scene between the two of them they were like because of what they were doing and like glances and i was like what's going on here incest i don't know but now we know (laughs) yes i mean how do you think patrick is taking the notion that he's he's going to such lengths um whereas you know charlotte and daniel have not really been on board with um victoria's plans but but um patrick just goes along with it and yet you know he tells her you should leave you know be your own woman and she says no i have to stay here for my kids which is weird because he's her kid yeah exactly so and i mean she doesn't really seem to care that much about her kids anyway so why does she care so much about him all of a sudden (laughs) that's Again, I could see if she just cared about him because, you know, it's something new, perhaps, something exciting. Yeah. He, again, he's on board. But I, I find it puzzling the fact that she does care about 
Charlotte and, and, and Daniel so much when they've really stopped caring yeah. about her. So, I don't know. It, it's interesting to me, but hey, I, I thought the plan that they executed was it was pretty brilliant. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. Didn't expect that at all. Um, but I I do think that was very Victoria-like to take over the art gallery the way she did. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't have seen her in a subservient role like that for too long. <laughs> well, especially, you know, especially when she was getting it, I've Again, it's one thing if you're if you're being treated right, but she, yeah. you know, I think, you know, again to that Conrad mentality, she was just mistreated, and it was a power play. Everything's yep. a power play, and just all these different things are just not healthy relationships for anybody. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, no. Sheila, Sheila took advantage where she shouldn't have. I mean, you could argue that here's the ironic part. I think Sheila's been in such a weak position to Victoria so many times, probably in the past, that it, she felt the same way. <laughs> yeah, that it felt good of like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna get back at you finally. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Victoria is too smart. Don't mess with Victoria. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, not unless you're really, really good. Um. Okay, so let's talk about Patrick. Um, <laughs> okay, we, you know, for us here at AfterBuzz, we always felt that there was a weird connection between him and Nolan. Did you get that while you were watching? I the did season? earlier in the season, and then I guess there weren't as many interactions with them in last episode or maybe the one before that. So I sort of forgot about that, and then I was really focused in on the Victoria Patrick thing and then this episode i started seeing them interact a little more and i was like wait i forgot that i had this little thought in my head that they might be romantic but okay what what's the angle for nolan for nolan and could patrick possibly be doing this i mean are they basically just doing it to gain something or or is is there any love from either one of them towards the other Maybe they're just thinking that there's no other option. We don't have any other um, people in the show that they would be interested in. So, but I mean, but Daniel, uh, or no, not Daniel. Um, Dolan knows that Patrick is very much with Victoria. Obviously, Victoria has warned Patrick heavily about Nolan. So is it just this forbidden love of Romeo and Juliet? Maybe or Romeo a little and bit Romeo. Of that. That's true, and I I think it gives him a little leverage with Victoria too. He has, if he gets Patrick on his side, then Victoria is going to get a little jealous. And... That's what I'm saying. I think both of them is using it to their advantage for something. Yes. So what's Patrick using Nolan for? Uh, <laughs> to to figure out what is the deal with Emily or or it could be money or I don't know. Yeah. It could be a whole slew of things. Exactly. Maybe he's trying to figure out where the, all that money went. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Um so yeah, it's just it's just not a good and and obviously um how creeper was Nolan today with um Patrick's wife. Oh my gosh. That was I at first I thought it was just a random person. I was like, "Okay, well, nice nice guy making small talk." 
And then all of a sudden he's like, so something about your ex-husband. And she's like, what? Did he send you here? And yeah, that would have freaked me out a little bit. But then he just whips out 20 grand. Here you go. Tell me. <laughs> she was just, she was, she got very inclined to tell him anything that he wanted. Obviously, we don't know quite what it was. Maybe it was just like, hey, Patrick's secretly gay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's didn't what Didn't expect that. <laughs> well, we had an inkling. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't, I thought there was going to be something more to it, like a murder. And I think there is. I think there's definitely something more to it, you know, but we just, haven't found out this yeah. episode that we're going to find out in a little bit later. Maybe next week. <laughs> Possibly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, any other uh, little tidbits about the episode that you'd want to share that uh, you think are worth noting? Uh, any crazy theories? Double check that real quick. I mean, with this show, it just it, everything can constantly changing and things like that. So it's pretty nuts. But um, yeah, I, I did know. think it was kind of interesting at the art reception. Um, Charlotte said to her mother that she was proud of her, and it was kind of weird to see well, something she nice th- come out of her mouth. <laughs> it was, but it's because she thought Victoria was truly humbled when exactly in fact she wasn't. And, just a false sense of who these people are. Poor Charlotte. I know. I don't know how she's going to turn out normal. <laughs> it's true. And it's also, you know, one of the problems. Okay, so, right, we have this reshuffling of, of people. And the fact that she's on the fence about um, Emily. Yet yeah, Emily's who she should be sided with. And she she's on the side of Daniel and now kind of Victoria. So it's going to be interesting how how um, the alliances are forming and what Charlotte will eventually do because of, you know, her love towards Daniel and Victoria and her kind of semi-hatred for Emily or at least distrust. Yeah. It's not a good recipe. No. I don't think anything's ever a good recipe on this show, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's true. Um, all right. Let's head into um, news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So for me, I know you have I know you have a lot of news and gossip, but um I do want to say this for those of you who remember Frank, good old Frank. Remember Frank, which one? Season Frank? one, the uh season one. the bodyguard and slash oh, okay. romantic oh, relationship yes, yes, of Victoria. Yes. Frank. Frank. So he has a great performance in Captain Phillips, uh the new Tom Hanks movie. So I thought I'd point it out not only because I love love that movie, but he does fantastic so go check it out go see frank yeah and captain phillips he is not uh he does not play um his frank-like character where he's an asshole oh, in that movie that's, he, plays, that's good. he plays a good guy that'll be nice to see that contrast all right what else you got well last week anna our very own anna said that she didn't think emily would make a good secret agent in real life Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I see where she's coming from. I I mean, really? She's like this the semi-sweet girl. Sweet girl. Um, and I always thought her fight scenes were pretty convi- convincing. What mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, why is this true? I didn't actually read your news. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, they've, they, they have been. They've yeah, been they're convincing. pretty good. And 
according to Emily, she thinks that her past dance training and everything have helped her be the badass that she is on the show. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Cool. I could see that, yeah, because yeah. it's you know even fighting is in some sort of sense rhythmic. Exactly. So right. I thought that thought that was pretty cool. And I mean, I'd like to keep thinking that she's a revenge ninja. She is. I mean, yeah. uh, every time she puts <laughs> on that cat outfit. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's great. And this is kind of old news. Goes back like two weeks. But Emily Van Camp posted on Twitter, Hey Miley, your mouth wants its tongue back. Seriously. And Bieber, you have legs. Goodness, catching up on pop culture and I'm horrified. (laughs) That was the Bieber comment is referring to the whole Great Wall situation. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, well, Bieber had his bodyguards carry him on the Great Wall of China. Oh, I see. And everybody thought it was ridiculous. Um, I think it's funny to see Emily, real-life Emily, act kind of silly and funny on Twitter in comparison to her character. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, she, she's Emily Van Camp is a fun girl, but she's also, uh, she is quite stoic yes you know and, and she you have to kind of crack through that to get us but uh, you know again she's very sweet i've heard nothing but amazing things but very proper you know yeah. kind of old school that's which why i respect crazy yeah. <laughs> wouldn't yeah. expect her to say something like that yeah i don't think i'd see emily van camp doing the, the miley tongue at, oh, at a bar or something definitely not um and you guys already talked about this last week the ratings on this show i can't believe they're going down so much uh, it, it's sad to see but i think um i think it's a byproduct of um again we switched showrunners and things like that so uh you know we're finding our way but last week's episode i you know you know episode two was way better than episode one for me episode three fantastic yeah. um today's episode kind of a setup episode you know so now you know obviously the the aiden cliffhanger at the end of what's going to happen um he wasn't edge of your seat type stuff, but but again, a good episode that's yeah. setting us up for big episodes. You know, sometimes you need that. You know, not every episode can be like, "Oh my god, did you see that?" Yeah. You have to. It's a slow build sometimes. Exactly. And uh, I think, but so stay tuned, fans. Yeah, I think we got some juicy tidbits this time around. So uh, I didn't get to see the previews on mine, but is next week the Halloween episode? Next slash, week, as we Actually, head into predictions. Yeah, we <laughs> we saw an No worries. So next week, again, I didn't really see the previews, but I I love, you know, every uh, I I've been kind of you know reading more news and things like that to keep up with what people are saying about the show, and I love how everything every kind of review builds to okay the party of the week, and so with Halloween coming up, there has to, you know for me I want Halloween. Yeah, I didn't see any remnants of Halloween no. in the preview. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, Victoria said out loud, no mouthing this time, I found out who was trying to kill you to Conrad. So Interesting. I mean, yeah. Does she really know or does she think she knows? I can't believe we're not having a Halloween episode. No. Maybe. Uh, no, there's no way because the week after it's it's after it's gonna be too late yeah why would It'll you do be that? november um <laughs> you know so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with aiden um 
you know, ultimately where he's going to go. Since you're new to the panel, who do you think Emily said I'm sorry to in the season opener when she got shot? Because we know that's going to be the mid-season climax. Can I have two? Sure, two, two guesses. guesses. Okay, I think it's... I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. How do you know? No, I, don't, I, don't oh. know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it has to be Aiden or Jack. Aiden or Jack? But okay. I, I'm sort of partial to Can Jack. it not be Charlotte? Oh, oh that's, a, that's a good prediction too, though. Um, anyway, uh, fans, let us know what you guys are thinking. Um, we, we always love hearing it. Um, we love responding. Um, next week we're going to have a fun, full panel for you guys, uh, the lovely ladies, and unfortunately me. But, uh, <laughs> in the meantime, uh, follow Anna Koppel, or Koppel for Mayor, that's Anna Koppel's Twitter. Follow Roxy Stryer on Twitter, that's just Roxy Stryer. Um, and follow Sarah at... Woo! Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, G-G-G. Sarah Triple G. Yeah, got it. <laughs> but just don't spell it out. Just just literally put GGG. Yeah. And follow us here <laughs> at AfterBuzz TV. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Um, so we'll see you guys here next week. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.